This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. I've been away a couple of days. Monday was always like, it was always up in the air whether I would do a show or not. It was WrestleMania weekend. I had company. Last night, though, I was sitting here, show prepared, ready to go. I pull up OBS to start streaming. None of my audio is working. Now, here's the thing. Windows did this crucial update in the last week or so. I did mine yesterday. (laughs) So it fucked all my audio settings up. So I'm here ready to go. It took me about 20 minutes to fix everything. But by that time, I was already past the time. I'm like, shit, am I going to do a show or not? I'm going to come on and stream. No, I took the time to work out the kinks with my game streaming. I've been teasing that I was going to stream my gaming, but since I upgraded to the PS5, it has posed a few issues for me. The the capture card didn't play nice with the PlayStation 5. Other ways of being able to circumvent that would cost me graphical fidelity. And that was was that was the whole reason I upgraded to the PS5 was so that I could sit here and play in 4K. So I didn't want to give that up, but I figured that out. But it took me all night last night and I almost punched a wall. I almost white boy summered it. <laughs> if you're not following white boy summer on Facebook, I highly recommend it. I've been jumping on the bandwagon and sharing out several of their memes. By the way, uh, Judge Janine Pirro will be on Tucker Carlson tonight, according to this Facebook post. Perhaps you would rather go watch Judge Janine than watch me. She might be more entertaining, but I think I'm more informative. So... I've been just out of the loop for the last few days. Since Friday, I just, I haven't paid attention to anything. I don't know what the news is. Has anything big happened since I've been gone? There there hasn't been any big national stories or anything, has there? I'm going to have to say it over and over again this show. Content warning, fuckers. Shootings, shootings, shootings. We're going to watch a shit ton of shooting videos tonight. We're going to watch police shooting after police shooting. Maryland troopers killed a 16-year-old. The Chicago Police Department has released body camera footage of their shooting of a 13-year-old. There was a shooting that went on this afternoon in Texas. A bunch of cops were ambushed. There was a shooting in Knoxville. We've got developments there. Apparently, the shooter was a school shooting, or attempted school shooting. I'm not exactly up on the details. We'll find out here in a second. A 
apparently the shooter did not shoot the cop that was shot, which leads me to believe that the cop was shot by another cop. As li- as if we need more examples of incompetence by police officers. We have an army sergeant who has now been arrested as of a few hours ago. He berated a black man walking around in his neighborhood. That video has gone viral. We have video of an elderly woman being arrested by police. Apparently she claims they uh, broke her arm. We're going to see the body camera footage from that. Uh, I've got video of a cop getting ambushed with a rifle in a traffic stop. We just, we've got so many fucking content warning fuckers. Plus, we've got a teacher who was caught on camera in classroom dropping an F, or uh, an F-bomb. He wishes it was an F-bomb. He was caught dropping an N-bomb. So, a whole lot of shootings with a healthy dose of racism on tonight's show. So, basically, this is America. Starting off tonight, I have not watched this footage yet. This is the body camera footage. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Kim Potter, that's it. Of Kim Potter shooting uh, Deontay uh, Wright in Minnesota. I believe this happened Sunday afternoon. What the fuck is he doing grabbing at the door anyway? That was not a smart move at all. Once again, not a death sentence. So she is indeed yelling taser. Can you turn the lights back on, please? Yeah, it's enough to terminate. God damn! She killed an innocent person. Somebody, is that enough to terminate the officer? Fuck yeah, it is. And charger as of this afternoon. Second degree manslaughter charges have been brought. We're going to talk about that here in a second. This is her body camera footage. I mean, she's yelling taser, but she clearly has a gun in her hand. Now, as we've learned, apparently she was training cops. So, unless I'm, I'm not mistaken, these two are being trained. By Kim, 
Potter, who we are seeing her body camera footage right now. Now, you can see in that shot, you can see his taser. It's right. His taser, which is on the left side, is yellow. If, hold on. I might have the picture here. Yes. So, I believe this was from the uh, New York Times... They don't know the exact model, but this is the standard issue. This is what most officers are carrying. This is what the taser looks like. This is what the gun looks like. And that that, that does indeed look like the same gun that she had. And that looks like the same taser that he has on his side. So 20-something year veteran of the force, training other officers. Can you turn the lights back on, please? Didn't know the difference between a taser and a gun. The officer, while struggling with Mr. Wright, shouts... Now, Vermin Supreme says he's sorry for shitting on the floor. He thought his butthole was his taser. ...taser, which is a less lethal device. That is done to make her partners aware, as well as... So she, I mean, she did indeed yell. I mean, I, I honest to God believe it's a mistake, but hell, she killed somebody. She's got to pay for it. I'm not exactly sure what the charges are in Minnesota. Second degree manslaughter may indeed be the, be the right charge. Now, of course, this led to unrest in the streets. Video shows cops gassing protesters after fatally shooting black man 10 miles from George Floyd's death. Now, it came out today that George Floyd's girlfriend actually taught Dante Wright in high school. Wild. This is a video from the protest, I believe Sunday night, maybe Monday night. I believe this is the first night of unrest. Police have fired smoke canisters and some kind of chemical agent at protesters in Brooklyn Center, a Minneapolis suburb, after the shooting of Dante Wright. And of course, this isn't the only place that protests are taking place. And not the only fucking shooting that people are protesting. We've got some wild footage from inside a hospital. You guys are not going to believe it. That's at um, St. Anne's Hospital. And there has been protests that have popped up around it that was in Columbus. 
Now, Kim Potter, the cop that we just saw shoot Dante Wright, has been charged with second-degree manslaughter. This is her mugshot. Former Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police officer Kimberly Potter is being charged with second-degree manslaughter in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright. Washington County Attorney Pete Orput confirmed Wednesday morning. Orput told Fox 9 he met with the family of Dante Wright this morning to explain the charge and expressed his deep condolences. Potter was arrested by agents with the Minnesota Bureau, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension at 11.30 a.m., at BCA headquarters in St. Paul. She was booked into the Hennepin County Jail in Minneapolis at 12.07 p.m. By 5.38 p.m., Potter was released from jail after posting bond according to online jail records. The prosecution requested for bail to be set at $100,000 without conditions or $50,000 with conditions. The conditions of her release include surrendering her passport, remaining in Minnesota, no firearms, and to remain law-abiding. Potter's first court appearance is scheduled for Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Now, did I say Porter? Potter. Kim Potter resigned Tuesday, along with police chief Tim Gannon. The chief said he believes Potter mistakenly grabbed her gun instead of her taser when she shot right at a, during a traffic stop on Sunday afternoon. According to the criminal complaint, Potter's handgun was holstered on her right side of her duty belt while her taser was holstered on her left side. Now that's what we saw the other cop. He had it on his left side. The taser is yellow with a black grip. An investigator noted Potter's taser was set in a straight draw position, which means she would have had to use her left hand to draw it. The charges also state Potter was the field training officer for another officer when the incident happened. Okay, so I might have been wrong on that. It might have just been the one officer that she was training. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who represents the family of Dante Wright, issued the following statement on the manslaughter charge. While we appreciate that the district attorney is pursuing justice for Dante, no conviction can give the Wright family their loved one back. This was no accident. This was an intentional, deliberate, and unlawful use of force. Driving while black continues to result in a death sentence. A 26-year-old veteran of the force knows the difference between a taser and a firearm. M. Potter executed Dante for what amounts to no more than a minor traffic infraction and a misdemeanor warrant. Dante's life, like George Floyd's life, like Eric Garner's, like Breonna Taylor's, like David Smith's, Philando Castile happened not far from there. Like David Smith meant something, but Kim Potter saw him as expendable. It's past time for meaningful change in our country. We will keep fighting for justice for Dante and his family and for all marginalized people of color. And we will not stop until there is meaningful policing and justice reform and until we reach our goal of true equality. I'm sorry, you're going to have to abolish the police. Throw the fucking baby out with the bathwater. Because that baby is also part of like the blue code and isn't fucking snitching on all the shit that's in the bathwater. So throw the baby out because he's crooked too. 
Mayor wants Attorney General to take the case. Charging decisions were passed on to the Washington County Attorney's Office from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office to avoid the appearance of a conflict of interest. However, Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott is calling for the governor to hand the case over to Attorney General Keith Ellison for prosecution. Currently, there is no mechanism for the Attorney General to just step in and prosecute. John Stiles, a spokesperson for Attorney General Keith Ellison, told Fox 9 he has complete confidence in Washington County Attorney Pete Orput's review of the case. Okay, so the incident started shortly before 2 p.m. on Sunday. Officers stopped a vehicle for expired tags and learned the driver, Wright, had a warrant for a gross misdemeanor. They tried to arrest him, but he got back into his vehicle. At that point, the officer fired her gun, hitting Wright, who then drove several blocks before crashing into another car. Wright was pronounced dead at the scene. A woman in the car was hurt in the crash, but is expected to survive. Well, there should be a count of wanton endangerment then. If there was another person in the car, and the cop just shot into the car... Body cam footage showed the moments leading up to the deadly shooting, including when Potter yelled, Taser, Taser, before shooting her gun. Now, yeah, sure, it appears like it was an accident, but now, come to think of it, yelling, Taser, 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 so that your body camera picks it up is good plausible deniability now, isn't it? And I don't fucking trust cops. However, with the legal system, I'm not sure that you would be able to get anything more than a manslaughter, a reckless homicide, something to that effect. But still, it's going to carry 10 or more years, I would assume. The officer who shot right had intended to ridge for a taser. Yeah, we know all that shit. Meanwhile, just a few hundred miles away, Kenosha officer who shot Jacob Blake won't face discipline. Now watch me fuck up. That'd be like thousands some miles. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've only driven through there once, so don't don't hold me to that. The Kenosha, Wisconsin police officer who shot Jacob Blake, a black man who was paralyzed from the waist down after the shooting in August, has returned to work and will not face discipline. This is according to the police uh, the police department in an announcement on Tuesday. The officer, Rustin Shesky, returned from administrative leave in late March. He was found to have not, or he was found He was, quote, found to have been acting within policy and will not be subjected to discipline. Now, if the policy of any police department is to shoot someone in the back seven times, then the policy is fucked up. The Justice Department definitely needs to step in on this one. The determination was made after an outside investigation and an independent expert review. Although this incident has been reviewed at multiple levels, I understand that some will not be pleased with the outcome. However, given the facts, it was the only lawful and appropriate decision to be made. Fuck them. 
I want to know what fucking policy says it's okay to shoot a man seven times in the back. Desky was not charged. Kenosha County District Attorney Michael Gravely told reporters in January that Chesky and other officers would have had a strong case for self-defense. If you don't believe you can prove a case beyond a... What the... How do you have a case for self-defense when you shot somebody in the back seven times? If you don't believe you can prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt, you have an ethical obligation not to issue charges. Sounds an awful lot like the shit that Daniel Cameron tried to pull in Kentucky. Blake filed a federal complaint against Jeski, the only defendant seeking unspecified damages last month. Police initially released a few details about the shooting, saying the officers were responding to a domestic incident. But bystander video posted online received national attention. They tried to cover it up. In the video, Blake appeared to be walking away from officer. And speaking of cover-ups, wait till you hear what the Boston Police Department did. Talk about a cover-up. In the video, Blake appeared to be walking away from the officers and had opened the front driver's side door when he was shot from behind. Authorities said Shesky and another officer tried to use their stun guns on Blake, but could not stop him. Blake was near a knife when he was shot. According to state prosecutors, and a blade was found in the footwell of the vehicle. Rayson White, uh, the bystander who recorded the video, said he heard police yelling, drop the knife, but never saw Blake armed with a blade. Kind of sounds like the chick with the fucking gun yelling taser now, doesn't it? We know for a fact that they yell shit about fearing for their lives so it gets caught on camera. Kenosha police officers were not equipped with body cameras at the time of the shooting. It was previously believed that Blake had been shot seven times in the back, but further examination of Blake's medical records found that he had three entrance wounds on his left side and four shots to his back. Oh, so three went into the side and four went into the back. So it wasn't it wasn't all seven in the back, though, just to just to be clear. He said that while it was absolutely appropriate to ask whether seven shots is excessive, Chesky said he continued to fire until the threat stopped as part of his training. Yes, they are trained to unload their entire clip into the suspect. Into the body mass. The shooting occurred only a few months after George Floyd died while officers tried to arrest him in Minneapolis last summer. Four officers have been charged in connection with Floyd's death. We're going to talk about that. So, we are now in the uh, defense section of the trial. The trial of Derek Chauvin. Prosecution rests their case. The defense called their first witness on Monday, and it did not go well. (laughs) 
Some witnesses testified to facts that bolstered the state's argument against the ex-cop rather than his defense. For the first time Tuesday, I'm sorry, I was off a day, the defense for Derek Chauvin had a chance to call its own witnesses to the stand in an attempt to prove the former Minneapolis police officer didn't uh, murder George Floyd last May, but it didn't seem to go quite as they planned. In some cases, witnesses testified to facts that bolstered the state's arguments. The first defense witness the jury heard from Tuesday was Minneapolis police officer Scott Creighton. He initiated Floyd's 2019 traffic stop and subsequent drug arrest when officers approached Floyd sitting in his car and eventually drew a gun on him when he failed to put his hands on the vehicle's dashboard. You know what? Let's watch that. Yeah, honestly, sad that we have to have a trial for a murder we all witnessed. Sad that you just missed. Uh, we, we, we witnessed a man get paralyzed. Seven shots in the back. The cop is back on the job. Will not be charged and is working again. Oh, you're fine. I was, I was just tying it in to the story we just did. So here we have the body cam footage from the George Floyd arrest from 2019. Can you undo your, uh, seatbelt, sir? Sir, passenger, can you undo your seatbelt? Go, go ahead and undo your seatbelt. My qu- my question is, is why was this motherfucker so um, wanted by the police? Why do they keep harassing him over and over again in broad fucking daylight? Please, I don't want to get shot. I, I, don't, I don't plan on shooting you. I'm just saying, just take, it, take your time. And he's scared to death of them. Just undo your seatbelt. Let her take care of her guy. Just keep your hands out where I can see him. Hey! Let me... Keep your hands where I can fucking see him. Okay? Put him up on the dash. Put him on the dash. I'm not going to shoot you. Put your hands... I'd be scared to death he was going to shoot me too. Listen to the way he's talking. Put your hands on the dash. Last time I'm going to tell you that. It's simple. He keeps moving his hands around. He he won't listen to what I have to say. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, the the cop that shot Ashley Babbitt. Open your mouth. Spit out what you got. Spit out what you got. Will not be charged. We're going to talk about that in detail tomorrow. Okay, now slowly come on out. There's no comparison. Okay, relax then. You're not going to get beat up or nothing. I, I have what he's in. He's in the passenger seat. How does a motherfucker in the passenger seat get harassed by the cops as they're driving around in broad daylight? What the cops clearly had something out for this motherfucker. What the fuck? Just follow what we're asking you to do. I apologize for man. I apologize, man. I 
So Creighton's testimony was paired with parts of his body camera footage that day, which the prosecution fought to exclude in a pretrial motion and lost. The passenger was unresponsive and uncompliant to my demands, Creighton said in Hennepin County Court in downtown Minneapolis Tuesday. I then had to physically reach in because I wanted to see his hands. Who's innocent? Derek Chauvin? Because Derek Chauvin doesn't think he's innocent. But the footage, which was played for jurors, appeared to convey that Floyd was more afraid than uncooperative. Boy, didn't it! I That did not uh, portray what the defense wanted it to portray, at least in my mind. During cross-examination, prosecutor Aaron Eldridge also asked Creighton a string of questions about the barrage of orders and expletives that he and other officers had hurled at Floyd during the arrest. But Creighton agreed he was awake, alert, and able to follow orders after a few moments. The defense later called in a... And I want... He was sitting in the passenger seat of a fucking car. Who did nothing wrong? Derek Chauvin? He absolutely... He did... To me, he... He committed the worst uh, offense you can. Here in America, he violated the fucking Constitution. The Constitution is a document that lists the things that the state can't do to you. Cops are the state. When he executed George Floyd in the street, he was violating his Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. And I take that shit very seriously because I'm a goddamn patriot. But I mean, if you if you say that Chauvin did nothing wrong, then... Why was he ready to plead guilty to third-degree murder? And William Barr rejected his plea. Because if I had to guess, and I hope that the records come out that prove this correct, I mean, I hope, I have my suspicions. I'm not saying that I hope that they prove it correct. Uh, fuck, I, I, it's betrayal. But I think that William Barr purposely did not accept his guilty plea in order to keep the unrest going to help Trump with his re-election campaign. The fuck, I'm a real patriot, not these faux patriots that wrap themselves in the flag of the Constitution but don't actually believe in the shit. I believe in the Constitution. And if you don't want to see Derek Chauvin rot then you don't believe in the Constitution. Throughout the trial, the defense has repeatedly tried to argue that the perceived rowdiness of the bystanders, many of whom called 911 or took video, impacted Chauvin's decision to continue kneeling on Floyd, who was handcuffed and face down on the ground. But the prosecutors attempted to dismantle Clang's, or I'm sorry, Chang's testimony by pointing out that he couldn't see the severity of what was happening to Floyd as he heard the pedestrians screaming at officers across the street because a police vehicle obscured the scene. Chang also told prosecutors that when he arrived at the Cup Food Store, Floyd appeared peaceful while in police custody. 
and that he didn't appear to pose any threat to anyone present. This is a defense witness. This is not adding to their case. Chang added that Floyd was coherent enough to spell his name and provide his date of birth before officers took him to another police vehicle. Chauvin's defense has also tried to argue that the 11 nanograms of fentanyl in Floyd's system that day in May, in addition to a pre-existing heart condition, caused an overdose rather than him being asphyxiated due to Chauvin's weight on his neck and back. Floyd had battled uh, opioid addiction for years. Who the fuck hasn't? Welcome to America. And when the cop foods clerk called 911, he told operators that Floyd appeared to be under the influence. But Shawanda Hill, the woman who was in the car with Floyd before his death, testified for the defense Tuesday that Floyd seemed perfectly fine before officers arrived. Hill, who was visibly agitated with attorneys from both sides of the case, repeatedly told jurors that Floyd said he was sleepy when they first crossed paths earlier in the day. He told me in the store that he was tired because he had been working, she told Nelson. She'd later tell prosecutors that Floyd didn't complain of any other ailments like chest pains or shortness of breath before his fatal arrest. Jones' defense, however, did manage to potentially sow some doubt among jurors about the appropriateness of the force the ex-cop used on Floyd. During the prosecution's arguments, several law enforcement witnesses testified that Chauvin had no business kneeling on Floyd for more than nine minutes, and that doing so broke police protocol and ethics. But when use of force expert and police trainer Barry Brode, or Broad, Broad? took the stand Tuesday for the defense. He said that Chauvin's actions were acceptable by the standards of Chauvin's former employer. Uh, I believe we have that video here. This is from the New York Times. Just briefly overview your opinions in this particular case. I felt that Derek Chauvin was justified and was acting with objective reasonableness following Minneapolis police. Now, this is uh, a witness for the defense, so of course he's going to say that. This is the defense going, I think he's a former Maryland prosecutor that they have brought in in order to bolster their case. Police department policy and current standards of law enforcement and his interactions with Mr. Floyd. In your opinion, was this a use of deadly force? It was not. And in your view of <laughs> that... Uh, well, then your opinion sucks ass, sir, because we can tell it was use of deadly force. The man's dead, is he not? Use of force. Um, what is your perspective on that? Uh, that Mr. Floyd's level of resistance was... It was objectively reasonable for those officers to do the techniques that they were doing. I felt that that level of resistance exhibited by Mr. Floyd justified the officers in higher levels use of force that they chose not to select. In a situation- In higher levels that they chose not to select. On top of someone in a, in a position which based on your training and based on your experience and based on your knowledge could cause positional asphyxia. That's a different context, correct? Could? Yes. 
And in that context, it, it would, a reasonable police officer would at least acknowledge and consider the possibility that what they're doing is causing a problem, wouldn't they? Where you would interpret what Mr. Floyd is doing while he's making the statements, and it appeared to me with that video that he was still struggling. Struggling to breathe, you motherfucker! Yes, he was struggling! Well, would a reasonable police officer on the scene consider whether somebody is actively resisting or writhing on the ground because they can't breathe? I think it'd be reasonable for the officer to take what Mr. Floyd had been doing prior to that and still consider that he was struggling. Well, uh, you sound like a dumb fuck then. Sorry, sir. I don't think very highly of your opinion. Once again, content warning. This one is heart-wrenching. Maryland State Trooper fatally shoots 16-year-old after reports of an armed man. Just before 1.30 p.m. local time on Tuesday, police received two separate 911 calls about a man acting suspicious while holding what looked like a gun, police said in a statement on Tuesday night. A uniformed Maryland State Trooper then arrived at the scene and confronted a male teenager who has now been identified as Peyton Ham. The teen was armed with what looked like a gun and a knife, police said. According to the police statement, a witness told investigators they saw Ham take a shooting stance and point his gun at the trooper, at which point the trooper fired at Ham, wounding him. A second witness allegedly told investigators that after the trooper fired the first time, they saw Ham pull out a knife and try to get up. The trooper then ordered Ham to drop the knife before he fired again. The trooper, who was assigned to the Leonardtown Barrack and has been a Maryland state trooper for nearly three years, reported the shooting and called for EMS. Ham was transported to MedStar St. Mary's Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. After the incident, a knife was recovered at the scene. Ham's gun was later determined to be an airsoft gun, which is a close... Ah, this is the police saying this, a close representation of an actual handgun. The Maryland State Police Homicide Unit is now conducting a criminal investigation, as is the Maryland State Police Internal Affairs Division, both which are regular procedures in all trooper-involved shootings, according to the statement. Investigators are also continuing to interview witnesses. The trooper was not injured in the incident. I don't give a shit. That's, that's the tragic part of the story. Well, I mean, other than the, the kid dying, Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm not on my game tonight. He has been placed on administrative leave while the investigation continues, something which police said is the standard procedure in trooper-involved shootings. Seems like trooper-involved shootings are a standard procedure nowadays. Just like in this hospital, yes, hospital in Ohio. So definitely content warning on this one. We're we're gonna see some mayhem. 
I believe we I believe we have audio. It's probably one of those where it kicks in about twenty seconds in. This is a hospital in Columbus, Ohio. This is St. Anne's Emergency Room. I do not want to laugh because I know what's coming, but he, like the first thing I heard him say was, You're grabbing my balls, sir. Yo, sir, you were grabbing my balls, man. Give me your arm now. Get out of there now. I mean, it's not cool. They were grabbing his balls. Oh, Fucking cops. I'm giving it to you, man. Let go. You on my arms, man. Give me your hat now. You on my arms, man. You really is on my arms, man. Get security, man. I'm going to comply, man. I'm going to comply, bro. You should. Ah! Fuck. Ah! Let go. Ah! It's still in there, dude. It's still in there. What the fuck? I know I do not understand what the fuck is wrong with those cops. They've already shot him once. At least. I think the cop that we're, we're on his body camera, I think he's put a bullet in him already. Get 
Like, Siri, all these little dick having, just angry motherfuckers yelling at everybody, wanting to, to force everybody to comply within seconds. When it's natural response to fucking struggle, a fight or flight response in a situation like that. Other hand, dumbass! Oh, we're getting ready to see something horrible. How many of these videos do I have to watch where they say they're scared to get shot? Seriously, why are you guys so fucking scared? Put it on your head. Don't move. Put your hand up. God damn, over and over again. somebody fuck these 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 motherfuckers are supposed to be highly trained they're dealing with highly fallible humans that fear for their lives why are these little dick having motherfuckers you heard them say it we've got four guns trained on you why are they so goddamn scared I don't get it. I thought they're supposed to be the tough guys. I thought they're the ones that put their asses on the line. I'm sorry to all you boot-licking apologists out there. But a cop's job is to die. Is to die if necessary. To make sure the people in their charge get to where they're going. Whether it be to jail or home. Their job is not to fucking unload on somebody because they're scared. 
You're not supposed to be scared, motherfucker. I thought, I thought that's what you're trained for. The Columbus Division of Police has released body cam video of the fatal shooting inside Mount Carmel St. Anne's Hospital. The video released Wednesday shows the shooting that took place Monday in the emergency room at the hospital. Westerville Police Chief Charles Chandler said 27-year-old Miles Jackson was found passed out in a vehicle after uh, running his identity. Police discovered he had open warrants with Columbus Police for domestic violence and a previous gun charge. Police said an altercation ensued in the ER area during the transfer of custody, leading to a shooting between Officer Andrew Howe, Officer Ryan Kirchbaum, four hospital security officers, and Jackson. Jackson was killed in the shooting. No other injuries were reported. At about 12.10 p.m. on Monday, Westerville Police notified Columbus Police that Jackson was in custody. He was found sleeping on a bench outside of a bank and was taken to a hospital after a suspected relapse related to a drug overdose. Police said Jackson had an open domestic violence warrant with additional warrants for assault, falsification, resisting arrest, drug possession. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Kirchbaum and Howe were sent to St. Anne's to take Jackson into custody. In the body cam video, police said the officers were preparing Jackson to be taken to the Franklin County Jail. During the search, Kirch appear, uh, Kirchbaum appeared to find something and signaled to Howe and said, get his arms behind his back right now. A struggle then took place between the officers and Jackson. During the struggle, Jackson can be heard saying, I'm giving it to you, man. Police said the video shows Kirchbaum tasing Jackson, tasing him over and over again, never really letting up. I'm surprised that didn't kill him. A short time later, police said the video shows Jackson's gunfire. Police said the bullet visibly left Jackson's pocket and Kirchbaum is seen struggling to disarm him. Howe is seen in the video firing his gun, but it malfunctioned. Police said over the next five minutes, officers in hospital security can be heard more than 85 times ordering Jackson to drop the gun and put his hand up. In the video, Jackson twice referred to the gun still being in his hand. Six minutes into the video, a taser was deployed, followed by one gunshot, then a series of gunshots. Following the shooting, protesters clashed with with officers outside of CPD headquarters. So far, one man has been placed under arrest for allegedly attacking an officer with a wooden club. The shooting is being investigated by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. We have... There are actually other angles. I don't know that I actually want to... I don't know that we actually want to see this. Okay, this is the original one we watched. This is the cop arriving as everything's already going on. He's still running down the hallway. 
He fired a shot off. Okay. I don't even know how I didn't get hit. Put your hands up now! I don't even know how I didn't get hit. Andy's in the room with him. Okay. Get your hand up, dude. Well, you've got about you want four guns on you. You make a wrong fucking move and you're gone. You understand that? It's up to you. It's up to you. Get your other hand on your head. Now. Get another hand up now. Wow, she just walked in and took charge. That's kind of hot. Get hand up, dude. Put hand up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Get your right hand on your head now. Put your other hand up. Dude. No, get your right hand up, dude. Why are they all screaming at him? First of all, in a situation like that, there should be one cop taking the lead. No other cop should be yelling out orders. It is clear we have a problem with policing in this country. They're just all a bunch of chuckle fucks. Chuckle fucks with guns. We don't have a trained police force. We want it up in the air. Slowly. He's already been shot. He can't get it up. Right hand up in the air. Slowly. Get your hand up now. You got the taser? I do, but I'm watching him. So she might be the one that deploys the taser. Davey. So it would seem from the story that the gun was his. Davey, if you take my That he had some sort of firearm on him. There you see she is pulling out her taser. She knows the difference between her gun and her taser. Ugh. Motherfuck, there are innocent people all over the fucking hospital. Betty's down. Fuck. The fucking nurse tries to go help like he should, and they throw him out of the way. Get back. Get back. Get back. You know, mad props to that healthcare professional that was like, I need to go help. Is our is our partner okay? Fuck you, bitch. Is the citizen you just murdered okay? Okay. Who gives a fuck about your partner? (sighs) There's only 24 seconds of that, so who, who... So... I... Fucking let's we're gonna talk about police unions here in a second. You are not gonna believe what they did in Boston. But before that, we've got unrest in Columbus as a result of this shooting at the hospital. We do start with some breaking news at Columbus Police Headquarters tonight. The police say some protesters broke into the building. Haley Nelson is live downtown right now. Good. Haley, what's happening at this point and what are you learning about what happened earlier? 
Station just moments ago, Columbus bicycle officers and protesters really cleared out this area. You can see here in front of CPD headquarters, it is emptier than it was for most of the night. But our team has been talking with protesters and police about exactly what played out here this evening. So earlier today, we were with protesters as they walked through the streets of Columbus. And this is, we're just getting started. It's it's a justice for accountability for it's a white boy summer indeed law enforcement you're looking at video shit's gonna pop off earlier but then things changed my colleague kaylee gunderson spoke with columbus police a little bit ago the whole damn system is guilty as hell left came back that's when some demonstrators they say got agitated got upset and forced their way into the first set of doors that first set of doors right here at the front of columbus police headquarters after trying to get to the second set of doors i'm told police stepped in one person has been detained. I'm told I've been also talking with Columbus police out here. At they the were they were able to step in and not draw their weapons and shoot everybody. We believe there were handcuffs on the door and a sergeant is saying that a protester used bolt cutters to get in. Now, I'm also being told that pepper spray was used by both sides, by police and protesters. But protesters say that's simply not the case. I talked to some of them. They tell me they were not being violent. They say they did. If I had to guess, if I had to guess... That sounds like the police threw pepper balls at them or, or shot pepper balls at them and they had umbrellas and shit and were flinging them back at them. Because, as they should. And they felt that they should go in there. They say they wanted to go into Columbus Police Headquarters. The protesters learned a lot of cool new tricks last summer. In a series of deadly shooting investigations, uh, but they say they felt that it was their right to go in the building. Of course, Columbus Police reacting as people... It is their right. That door, but as you can see here around me, the area has really cleared off. But I would encourage protesters not to do that because the cops might fear for their fucking safety. But we're going to keep asking questions and look a little more into all of what has played out out here. But I have a feeling I'm going to be donating to a lot of bell funds again this year. Here just a little bit ago, and as I said, we will keep asking questions. On your side in downtown Columbus, I'm Haley Nelson, ABC Six. Now to Chicago. Where police have released uh, body camera footage. Oh, have not. They won't immediately release it. My bad. I'm sorry. Family of Adam Toledo views footage of fatal Chicago police shooting of 13-year-old. Video will not immediately be released. Uh, Yeah, I think the family asked for that. The family of Adam Toledo on Tuesday night viewed the police body camera video uh, showing last month's fatal shooting of the 13-year-old by an officer who chased him into an alley. The Toledo family said uh, the Toledo family has requested the footage not be immediately released to the public, according to a statement by the Civilian Office of Police Accountability. The experience was extremely difficult and heartbreaking for everyone present, and especially for Adam's family. Uh, that was a separate statement released Tuesday night by family attorneys. The attorneys thank the review board for allowing the family to view the footage before its public release and ask that everyone respect the family's privacy. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said Wednesday there is a need for transparency and officials are going to work with the family to move this process along. However, she added, I think we have to be respectful of them and move at their speed. That's what we're endeavoring to do in balancing a range of different issues. 
When asked by a reporter, she said the delay of the release has nothing to do with the ongoing trial of Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis. Officials are in the very early stages of investigating the shooting, and interviews of witnesses and officers are ongoing. Tensions remain high in Chicago, where demonstrations have already been planned to demand police accountability in the boy's death. The release of the footage will only add to the mounting frustrations. Remember, this is a 13-year-old boy. A cop chased a 13-year-old boy and then shot him. The release of the footage will only add to the mounting frustration and anxiety across the country as protests continue after the police shooting of 20-year-old Dante Wright during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center. Now, on to what the police union and the police in Boston did, because this is content warning. Boston police kept child sexual abuse allegations against union president a secret. The Boston Police Department alleged. The Boston Police Department allegedly hid accusations of child molestation against Patrick Rose Sr., a former patrolman who became the president of the police union. An investigation from the Boston Globe found the police uh, found that the Boston Police knew of the evidence against Rose regarding the allegations and still allowed him to serve as a patrolman. According to the newspaper, the the police department filed a criminal complaint against him in 1995 for sexual assault involving a 12-year-old boy. The complaint was dropped, but the department conducted an internal investigation which found that he likely committed a crime. Like, you're you're right. You're right. Conservatives are going to run out of pearls to clutch because of all the property damage. But you know something, if they would get pissed off about shit like this, which they say, which they say they care about, save our children. You can't back the blue and save the children. Well, now we know about the Louisville Police Department, the Explorers Program, they were raping kids. The whole police department knew about it and they covered it up. Abolish the fucking police. Boston police wouldn't tell the newspaper what disciplinary action was taken against Rose. Even with these inquiries, the department allowed Rose to serve as a patrolman for 21 years, eventually becoming a head of a union that represents patrol officers. The news comes after Rose reportedly faces over 30 charges of sexual abuse of minors aged 7 to 16. He is currently being held in jail for 200 grand. So here you have the police, the people that I keep being told are supposed to protect us. Who are you going to call? They're the ones out here raping children, and they're all cool with it. The police department knew about it. They could have prevented it the first time in 1995. Instead, they let him still have power to be able to do it. They're all fucking in on it. They're all crooked as shit.
elderly Oklahoma City woman sues cops for breaking her home. Or breaking her home. Breaking her arm. Body cam shows rough arrest. TMZ has a content warning up. Right wingers are fucking morons. What's up, Tones? And chances are most of these goddamn cops are right wingers. Where's he at? He had a warrant. Where's he at? You know where he's at. You okay. saw him. We gotta, we gotta go pick him up. Hey, and I, you don't, you can't tell me the warrant. It's an MI warrant. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I we, can't. we have all the right to walk uh-huh. through you. I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. Officer, send me the thing for that. Uh-uh, that's her house. You need a warrant. Okay, you push me. I want you to push me. Move out of the way, please. Move out of the way, please. He knows her rights. Good for her. Please move out what of is going on? He's got a warrant for his arrest. You're fixing to go if you don't have to go to jail. You're fixing to go if you don't move. Oh, I know I'm not going to okay. go to jail. I get okay. my turn grandson. Hey, Let me see your fucking hand. Fuck, he pulled his gun. He pulled his gun on an old lady. God damn it. No, you just want to kill him. That's how y'all do. Y'all have what the fuck is wrong with these pigs? Okay, you get back. No, if y'all going to shoot. Get back. Like, what is your name? Get out of the house. Uh-uh, John said. 100% the wrong. We don't know that, ma'am. I know that. Well, I don't. And what don't I wrong. do. You're fixing. Because you know, with the with the hospital video, they're like their actions are somewhat justified. Now, when you get to the fucking all of them unloading all their clips from every different direction, I've got issues with it. I got issues with the way they they acted. But I understand that the man had a gun and posed a threat, and that some action was necessary. This old lady in her house posed absolutely no threat, and these pigs reach for their goddamn guns. That sassy old lady does kick ass. I'm totally down with her. <laughs> I liked her from the moment she opened the door and started giving them sass. You're fixing, to go. You're fixing to go if you don't move. Oh, I know I'm not gonna okay. go to bed. I get okay. my Fuck chance. Em. Let me see your fucking hands. Yeah, don't do that. And, and that, all of them start yelling fuck in people's faces. You, we've seen it in every video we've watched. They've yelled aggressively with loud profanities and then claimed they feared for their lives. I live here with him. Okay, you get back. No, if y'all gonna shoot. Get back. Like, what is your name? Get out of the house. Uh-uh, Josh said, and he don't have a gun. And they they didn't have a warrant. She asked for a warrant, which was every bit her right. You're fixing to go sit in the car. Uh-uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I called my grandson. Oh, you pull on me? Uh-uh. I hope she's a millionaire after this. You don't care. You don't care. Put her in the car. I hear you. You said, I, you don't care. Throw that old lady up against the wall just because she backtalked them, which was every bit her fucking right. Stand up. Stand up. You can walk. You can walk. Get into the car. You can walk. And I, I believe they violated her civil rights when they walked through that fucking door. No. I'm calling my grandfather. Relax. Oh. And we're going to the car. Uh, for what? Huh? 
What am I going to do? I just told you you don't have a gun, and I didn't okay. want you to shoot him. Let's go to the I car. see the news all the time, and okay. that's all they do. That's not all they do. Yes, they do. No, it's not. Yes, they do. You are... That's been my whole show tonight. We're fucking over an hour deep into this, and that's all we've been watching is cops shooting people. Most of it happened this week. <laughs> God damn. We're misinformed. No, my Let's daughter to used to work for the police, and I know Tyron Ash. Okay. And okay. my daughter was saying my daughter got a homeless shelter. They also tase and beat and throw and rape kids. They rape kids. Fuck. All right. Also, content warning on this one. This taking place in central Kentucky. Uh, uh, make me turn off my ad blocker. This is from the Lexington Herald Leader. This was a shooting on Friday at a Georgetown McDonald's, which is in central Kentucky. The officers shot and killed what they said was an armed carjacking suspect. And it looks like we have it on video. Here's the YouTube video. Yes, we understand and wish to proceed. So they say he's a carjacking suspect. So this is like the video picks up. They've already got like three of them at least are trained on the car. We may not have that much information yet. Okay, there, I see two cops and they've got their, their guns trained on the car already. They weren't even given which I mean the video we're watching is kind of far away. Now the the cop is hopping up on the hood. They're the aggressors by far there. You know, Hondas are nice cars. I always wanted one. My mom wouldn't let me have a Hyundai. That's what I wanted my first car to be. Now, we've, we've got like five pigs on the scene. They've already unloaded a clip into the windshield. The one jumped up on the windshield. Shit, we've, we've got like fucking ten on the scene now. We... Fuck, they got long guns. Another two or three coming from behind. Damn, we're up to at least a dozen cops here. And this is a fucking McDonald's. It's a busy parking lot. There's all kinds of civilians around. More cops. More of them coming up. Trained. Guns trained on the car. It's like in the hospital. There was like 20 shots. I don't know if there were that many this time. 
If I had to guess, you know, just it's concrete road. If you, it's a fucking circus indeed. Shots fired. Have you have you heard about this, Kyle? Like this this is a hour or two down the road from you. This dude done took about nine rounds. Guy in the car said he took about nine rounds. I'd say he took the entire clip. Like, if you wanted to estimate how many times a, a cop shot, multiply the cops by the clips. They're, they all unloaded their whole clip. He's getting back up on top of the car again. Yeah, this was in Georgetown on Friday. We still don't really have a lot of details on it. So I just noticed that there was somebody down there. Have they been down that whole time, like next to the car? Over here on this side? Because we're... He's shooting into the car. Oh, maybe they're not shooting into the car. Maybe he's next to the... Maybe I was wrong. I, this entire time when we were back here, I thought he was... I thought they were shooting into the windshield. They're shooting right next to it, aren't they? And that guy is... I, the suspect is down next to the left rear tire, it looks like. Maybe. So yeah, we'll, we'll get back to where we were. We've got EMTs on the scene now. I let's see if we can figure out what actually happened here. Georgetown Police Chief Michael uh, Bosse told the news. It's Kentucky. It can't be Bosse, right? It's Michael Boss told the news graphic in Georgetown that officers fired a second round of shots at Tanner when he pointed the weapon. Hold on, where's where's the? Okay, hold on. Browning told WKYT, the Herald Leader's reporting partner, that he first saw Tanner uh, when he was trying to get into a locked car. We're not. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is Friday morning in a McDonald's parking lot, according to Kentucky State Police, after the suspect tried to flee police by breaking into a vehicle. Police said the man pointed a gun at officers before shots were fired. The man was later identified as 31-year-old Deshaun Tanner. Video posted to YouTube, which is what we just watched, shows at least nine officers on the scene and more than a dozen shots can be heard. Tanner, who can't be fully seen in the video, appears to be on the ground next to a car after the shots are fired. Browning told WKYT that he first saw Tanner when he was trying to get into a locked car. When he couldn't get in, he went up to two people in another car and ordered them to get out, Browning said. The people inside got out of the car. Once they passed Mr. Tanner, the police started hollering hollering at him and opened up fire on him for the first time. I caught the second round of shots on video, Browning also said. He heard one of the officers say, uh, drop the firearm. 
One officer can be seen reloading his gun when the shooting stops. He proceeds to jump on the hood of the car. Once the shots stopped, officers continued aiming at Tanner for over two minutes before closing in on him. There's no way that dude can be alive, Browning can be heard saying in the video. <sighs> okay, so... Now we've got uh, two... We've 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 gone the one way. We've 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 seen cops shooting people. Now we're we're gonna we're gonna go the other way now. This one is supposedly a wild video. I believe it's in Texas. No, this is in New Mexico. Authorities have released video showing the moments when a New Mexico state police officer was ambushed and killed in the line of duty. And we don't really know. <laughs> That's what the cops said. We don't know all the information of whether he actually was an armed carjacker. Possibly. We've got to leave that open. Still, I mean, I'm still going to criticize the police response. Because, holy shit, was that really necessary? And I think, I think they put civilians at risk when they do shit like that. Over over crimes that might not... I mean, if he was an armed carjacker and he actually had some people at gunpoint, that that might warrant some response, yes. But, I mean, fucking cops make everything worse most of the time. So, here we have a cop stops a guy in New Mexico. Tonight, Looks like the cop is on the right side of the truck here. ...reactions about what led to the loss of life. The deadly confrontation escalated in a matter of seconds. KFOX 14 News at 9's Holly Bach joins us live with the life-altering details they noticed in the video. Holly. Robert, Erica, this video is extremely hard to watch. Today I sat down with two retired police officers to walk me through their thoughts on the situation that quickly unfolded when 28-year-old police officer Darian Jarrett was shot and killed during a traffic stop. Again, we want to warn you, this video is disturbing. On February 4th, Officer Jarrett made a traffic stop on IT. Now, I don't know this to be a fact, but I'm going to assume... This is like a crusty old white guy, probably like a Trump supporter or something, pulled out a rifle and shot him. And that the cops, you know, were treating him a little differently than they do other people. 10 East near Deming. He tells the man inside the vehicle he is being stopped because his window tint is too dark. He proceeds to ask the man to roll down his windows or open the door. He asks him for his insurance, and then he notices the man has a weapon. Yes, sir. Take it off you for my safety. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, let's go to my vehicle, okay? Come on. As officer Damn. Back to his car, the man shot at him 11 times, leaving him on the side of the road while he takes his final breaths. The man was identified as 39-year-old Omar Cueva. He was shot and killed after a high-speed chase to oh. the Las Cruces area. He might have been a gangster. Danny Garcia, who retired from the LCPD, say Jarrett was on the passenger side of the vehicle because he was along a major highway. They say that played a significant role in how the situation played out. We're trained to, to 
keep our eyes on that person at all times. But that being said, as you can see in the video, uh, the officers on one side and then the drivers on the other side, now um, he doesn't have view of any other weapons if he had any. So that that was a... Um, He's got a some nice facial hair. The truck itself. Would it have been wrong if Officer Jarrett had his weapon out at that time as well? It would not have been uh, wrong. I, I myself would have mine out. Uh, now, pointed right at him, uh, probably not, but I would have had it out of my holster just just to be ready. I shared my screen with the former officers to show the second the man fired his weapon at Jarrett. They tell me the first time they saw the video. Ooh, he knew it was coming too. He's looking right at the barrel. Oh, damn. Sorry, dude. Disturbing video. So what was your reaction right off the bat? You just cannot prepare. I'm not a fan of cops, but you know, I don't want you to die. I want you to quit. As much as you've been trained. I want you to quit terrorizing poor people. To be trained. But the thing is, uh, Things can get out of hand really quick. And I mean, like, I think we need some sort of police force. I just think the police force, as is, just is is no good. And we have to. Just, now, the suspect was being monitored out. as a Start part of a drug operation, though it is still unclear if Jarrett knew that he was being watched. Again, Jarrett was 28 years old and he had three children. His wife was expecting their fourth this year. Wow. Poor dude. So apparently Quavo uh, was killed in a shootout later. Now this is an ongoing situation. I believe these suspects have been apprehended. I think I saw that right before I came on. This is like was going on this afternoon. A Texas cop ambushed, shot during a traffic stop. The suspected shooter has been arrested, according to police. So let's hear what they got to say here. The officer, the Burleson police officer, made a traffic stop in the 1100 block of Hillside Drive. Uh, the officer approached the vehicle on the passenger side. Uh, it appears there's three occupants of that vehicle. As he approached the, the passenger side front door and turned toward the, um, the window, uh, the Immediately, shots started coming from within the, the vehicle through the window, striking the officer multiple times. Uh, the officer was transported to John Peter Smith Hospital um, by one of our other officers. Uh, he's listed at, at JPS in stable condition. Uh, the suspects fled from the scene at that location on Hillside, and then it's believed that they abandoned the vehicle in the 700 block of John Jones, or 731 is the, the highway name. Uh, they they fled uh, from there and are still at large. Yeah, they have been captured as of now. The Burlington cop, whose name was not immediately released, was wounded while making a traffic stop at around 4.15 a.m. on Wednesday. Department officials tweeted, Burlington Police Chief Billy Cordial told reporters the officer is in stable condition in the hospital and is expected to survive. Multiple law enforcement agencies, including the U.S. Marshals and the Texas Rangers, were searching Wednesday for the suspected shooter, Jerry Don Elders, 39, who allegedly opened fire as the cop approached his car for an equipment violation. 
And this is another, like, we need to eliminate fucking traffic stops anyway. Let a cop drive up on somebody, take a picture of their drivers or their, their license plate and shit, send them a ticket. So Elders was taken into custody in Gainesville, Texas. Burlington police tweeted Wednesday afternoon. The officer was shot as he approached Elders vehicle. Observing a white male in the back and a white female in the front passenger seat. Cop then tapped on the window, prompting Elders to open fire with a handgun. He had no warning, nowhere really to go, the chief said. Elders had an outstanding warrant for felony possession of a controlled substance, which cordial beliefs led to the shit over a felony fucking, I mean, he would have done some time, but over fucking drugs, Jesus Christ, over drugs, drugs should be illegal, shouldn't have cops enforcing that stupid shit anyway. Elders had been sought on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on a police officer following the early morning shooting. He and two other suspects then fled in their vehicle before it caught fire about half, about a half mile away, at which point they abandoned the car. <laughs> Usually that's something they do have uh, good health insurance. They're fucking union strong. That is That is something you can attest to about how good unions are. Just look at the police unions. That's the one union I fucking hate. I even saw somebody on a, on a, and I don't know if they were being uh, sarcastic or not. And they were like, stand with the police unions. They're working class. Just like us. I'm like, oh, fuck you. You bootlicker. On Monday, there was a school shooting in Knoxville. I don't even... Developing right now at 6, the TBI says Anthony Thompson is the 17-year-old student who died in the officer-involved shooting Monday at Austin East High School. Maybe this was... Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. All, all I knew was shooting at a school. Officer-involved shooting makes it sound like, uh, maybe, maybe he wasn't uh, a shooter. Who died in the officer? Because originally there was there was uh, reports that he shot the cop because apparently a cop was shot. See if we can deduce what happened here. Monday at Austin East High School. Also developing late today, investigators say the bullet that wounded a Knoxville officer in the leg wasn't fired from the student's handgun. Early evidence suggests that bullet came from an officer's weapon. Now the shooting sent the high school into lockdown for hours. KPD so a cop shot another cop. Officer is still in the hospital recovering from that gun- gunshot wound to the leg. 10 News reporter Cole Sullivan joins us with the new details, which indicate, Cole, the student fired first but did not shoot that officer. Robin, this information from the TBI means the officer was shot by his own gun or the gun of another responding officer. The TBI says Thompson's gun was fired. Well, that's what happens when you just come up on the scene and just start shooting indiscriminately. 
Anthony Thompson, you see his photo here, was pronounced dead at the scene. The TBI says it started when Knoxville police officers received a report of a student possibly armed with a gun. Officers, including SRO Adam Wilson, located Thompson in a school bathroom and went in. Two days later, KPD says Wilson is still in the hospital recovering from a gunshot wound to the leg. Tonight, the school district says classes at Austin East are canceled through Monday and will be online only on Tuesday of next week. Robin and John, the district says that will provide an opportunity for the So did they prevent a school shooting? What the fuck? They are saying that he had a gun. The TBI is leading the investigation into the shooting occurred around 3.15 on Monday as the school was dismissing. Investigators said officers were responding to a report of a male student with a gun. Knoxville Mayor India Kincaid said Wednesday she supports publicly releasing redacted footage of the incident when it's legally allowable to do so but said the Knox County District Attorney General's office denied the city's request Wednesday, citing the ongoing investigation. Hmm. I believe we do want to see the footage. The Austin East community has had to deal with a tremendous amount of loss in recent months. This is the fifth current or former Austin East student involved in a shooting just this year. Wow. This is America. All right, so video went viral this afternoon. I'm not exactly sure when this happened. Find out here. Uh, 42-year-old Jonathan Pentland, reportedly based at Fort Jackson in Columbia, South Carolina, was recorded aggressively confronting the young black man and even shoving him around in the suburb of Summit on Monday evening. Let's have Monday evening. Go away right now. Call the police. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. Five, you know go. what? Maybe you should hang out a little longer. Let's we'll see go. how it goes. Then we won't have to get the report by ourselves. What is it you're doing here? Walking. Funny that the only person that's getting a police report written up on him is the bald asshole. Well, you've been here like 15 minutes now. Let's go. Walk away. Keep walking. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away right now. You need help? You got this one coming. I'm happy to help you. I didn't hit you. There's a difference between pushing you. You're aggressive on the neighborhood. You better walk away. You walk away. You talking to my wife right now. Walk away. Walk away. Check it out. You either walk away or I'm going to carry your ass out of here. Dude, you touch what do you want to do? You better not touch me. Or what? What are you going to do? You up on me. Let's go. Walk away. Uh. I'm about to do something to you. You better start I, You about to have something done to you. You better start walking so right now. You come at me like that? Apparently the army is considering demoting him as well. Get out. Get out. Where? Where's your house? What's your address? Maybe we should walk you home. 
Oh, you, know. oh, you bet. You want to bet what I can do? I live here, sir. Okay, right now, you're you harassing the neighborhood. I'm not harassing anyone walking through the neighborhood I live in, sir. Where? So check, check it out. We are a tight knit community. We take care of each other. A hell of a lot longer than you're at, because I have never seen you before in my life. Why does that even matter to you? Why does it matter to you? Get the hell out of my face. Get out of my face! You're in his face! Get out, motherfucker. I ain't playing with you. You either get your ass moving or I'm gonna move you. You smell drunk. You wanna bet? You are drunk. I'm not Smells about. drunk. Oh shit. You better walk away. Walk away. Walk away. I'm walking. You keep following me, sir. He is. He's right in the shit. Right over there. Multiple ways out of here, sir. You wanna bet? Walk away. The black guy kept his cool and said he was just passing through, doing nothing else but walking, and that's that's what it appeared from the video. Pentland and others recording the altercation continued to press him, accusing him of lingering around their home and surrounding streets for 15 minutes. As for what triggered this altercation, the Richland County Sheriff's Office says calls initially came in describing an altercation going down. Once officers arrived and did a preliminary investigation, RCSO says they learned the alleged victim was supposedly going around and approaching different neighbors in what they described as a threatening manner. Eventually, they say someone asked Pentland to step in, and things pick up there. RCSO notes that when officers first responded, they were not aware of, nor did they see this video. However, after the clip eventually went viral, the agency says they passed their findings to a judge who found sufficient evidence to bring Pentland in on an arrest warrant. The sheriff's office also says this of the alleged victim. He apparently had an underlying medical condition that might have affected his behavior that day, and the authorities are working to get him the help he needs while trying to keep him out of the criminal justice system. The young man claimed to live near this area, but no word yet if that's in fact the case. In the event, Pentland ended up getting arrested early Wednesday morning over the altercation. Here is his mugshot. Fort Jackson officials also commented on the widely circulated video, saying this type of behavior is not consistent with our Army values and will not be condoned. We have begun our own investigation and are working with the local authorities. Well. Now, I don't know if racism played a role in that. We might be able to speculate, but I'm going to guess racism absolutely played a role in this. This is a teacher in a classroom. This teacher needs some some help from his mother. He may not be home soon. No, not soon. I ain't not talking to anybody. I'll let you know, right?
Only one of us. Then I can come visit you and Judy. Okay. I'm not hunting anybody. You're the ones want to hit. You don't want to hit me. No, why should you touch me? Do better get touch me. Do it. I asked you, I said, what would happen if I said it? Right? And so you didn't think it was okay? I'm not exactly sure. Jim said her niece is shaking up from what she heard. Hold on, let's see. This is Oklahoma Zone. A Holdenville teacher caught on camera using a racial slur has been placed on administrative leave by her district. The teacher has not been identified. The decision to place her on administrative leave comes four days after the teacher was caught on camera using a racial slur during a confrontation with a student. The use of the slur upset some Holdenville parents. I bet. One parent said, uh, I want her out of the classroom. She said her niece came home on Friday, April 9th, and showed her the video from inside her classroom. In the video, the teacher can be seen holding onto the student's backpack, the student's arms up near his head. The teacher eventually lets go of his backpack, and the student tries to leave when the racial slur is said. The student says, watch where you touch me. The teacher says, you better get yourself over there. I'm assuming she's dropping an N-bomb? Does it seem like it was it was censored out of the video that we watched? The Holdenville School District sent News 9 a statement saying in part, the district is aware of the incident and the district is conducting a full investigation into the incident at this time. Wow. On to more uh, scholastic news. As a yelling match erupted over something about immigrant children. This in Hamilton County in Tennessee. This afternoon, we learned migrant children from the border are being housed in Chattanooga. Now, Hamilton County Schools prepared to welcome them to the classroom. And that subject led to a shouting match at the school boards. Oh, wow. Of course it did. So we've got some right-wing dumb fucks that are upset that we might educate some fucking children. Tonight, uh, during that meeting, Chairman Steve Highlander and Superintendent Dr. Brian Johnson say they found out about the migrant kids in the area through the media. Board member Caritza Jones encouraged the board as a group to be sensitive to the topic. After that, board member Rhonda Thurman responded saying she would never apologize for wanting to put Hamilton County students first. Then this happened. And I will not apologize. I will not be called a racist because some of, some of the... Yeah. Well, you are a racist, ma'am. Yes, you did. Yes, you I didn't call you a racist, ma'am. No, I never called you a racist, that but hit dogs do holler. So if you feel like you're... But, but if the fucking shoe fits, you old lady Karen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Some of the, yes, you did. Yes, you I didn't call you a racist, ma'am. No, I never called you a racist, but hit dogs do holler. So if you feel like you're, I called you a racist, then you take it. But I never called you a racist. For clarity purposes, I never called her a racist. Okay. And it's on record. I never said that. I said to be sensitive. So I'm not going to sit here and be okay. lied on because I did not call you a racist, and I never asked you to apologize. I never I, asked I you to apologize. You. Never in okay. seven okay. years. I will not. I'm, I'm tired of being let. Okay, let's, let's count. I didn't let you, Ronda. I think, okay. Let's count of rotten down. No, no, no. She's not saying you specifically or lecturing her. She's talking about all the cultural Marxism out there. Everybody lecturing her and calling her racist because she supports Trump. Believe me, I talk to these people enough to know exactly what they're thinking. I understand. Dr. Highlander. I did not call her a racist, so she better get that together. Or we understand. Papers on the desk tomorrow for defamation of character because she's oh, lying. Please. I like her. Excuse herself from the meeting. School board attorney Scott Bennett said the policy to provide education yep, yep, yep. for children was established. By she hates being criticized for her bigotry. And you know it. You know it. And you know that woman sits in church every Sunday and reads a fucking book or has a book preached to her that talks about welcoming people into foreign lands, loving everybody. Like, I believe there's a passage that's literally stays that you'll be treat or you'll be judged on how you treat foreigners in your land. <laughs> yeah, Tones, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Reads is a strong word for her. <laughs> oh god, but you know the right wingers are just wanting to make a show and immigrant children are the perfect thing to make a show over because it goes over well with their and base. Is, That's why Louis Gomer's down at the border doing exactly that. Go that way. Oh no, don't go that way. But three kilometers, you just keep walking that way. You get to the processing facility the Border Patrol has up under the... Uh, this is another in the long line of press conferences and scary-looking videos that they have done down at the border to try to make it seem like there's some gigantic problem going on. Now, there are issues with the border. Most of them were caused by Trump. Seriously, what a phony, smug fuck. This bridge... And there are arrows like this. There are other places where it says the zero points them in the right direction so that all hours of the night... They're just going down there with their cameras and shit. Cell phone video he filmed. They're wanting to go viral with clips. Just come in. Some of them going the wrong direction for being found. Uh, and they did want to be found. Uh, families amazing how many women and children are coming right now how many he said blooming children is that like a blooming onion from out back do do you like do you put the child into the fucking onion thing and get the the shit and then you dredge it in your flour and you deep fry it oh shit Yes, Tones is referencing that time that Gomert gave a press conference. Ah, January, December? It may, it may have been like, it was right before or right after Biden took office. 
Gilbert's giving this press conference like he has like a tooth just fall out of his mouth. Now, I'm not one to talk. I have a fake front tooth. Did this told me it's going to fall out like in when they when they did it when I was 19, my best friend knocked my tooth out. They told me it lasts about 10 years. That was about 17 years ago. The dentist about five years ago told me it's going to fall out any day. So one day, right here on this show, I may very well pull a Louis Gohmert and have my tooth fall out. <laughs> so I don't want to criticize him too much. And yes, I have considered going across the board <laughs> to get some affordable dentistry done. So, well, some of them are wanting to be found because they're wanting to they're wanting to seek asylum. He's actually trying to. I think what he's trying to do is point out like fucking the dangerous people. He's he's wanting to the coyotes because that's what he's talking about. Like they didn't want to be found. They turned around. So he's talking about like the drug smugglers and shit. <laughs> now, uh. They have argued that the Democrats never go down to the border. Hey, it's uh, Sunday, and I just came down to uh, Texas, and uh, this is Democratic here, uh, New York representative Park, actually in Texas, outside of Mission, Texas, and the uh, county park over here. But behind me is the Rio Grande River, and across the way is actual Me- actually Mexico. There's people there vacationing, and sometimes people just come across this river. Uh, jet skis, boats, uh, swimming, uh, and try and come into the United States. It's, if you think about it, 1,800 miles of border, 1,900 miles of border with, on the southern border, this is a lot of area to patrol. I'm here with Congressman Vincente Gonzalez, who's hosting us down here today. Thank you. What's Thank up, Vincente? Uh, Congressman, it's great to have you here from New York, visiting and really seeing uh, firsthand what's happening here on our border and here with ideas to try to solve the complexities that we're dealing with. So thank you for being here. And, and I think we're going to have a great visit and you're going to see. Well, thank God. At least, you know, this is one of the things like, I, you know, I'm, I, I hate Democrats a lot of the times they're, they're ineffectual and everything, but fucking compare these two, like these, these motherfuckers aren't fear mongering. They're not doing Blair witch style fucking videos to try to rile up their base. They're actually, they wanting to talk about legitimate issues. Firsthand. And the uh, complexities. The enforcements, uh, the processing of the Not migrants, just Biden bad. How they process into the country and out to other regions within the United States. Uh, and we'll find out why they come here as well and, and what we can do to help resolve the issue that we're dealing with on our southern borders. Thanks, Consentia. Listen, it's an overwhelming problem. It's been going on for 30 years. I mean, I dealt with newcomers from Central and South America in my hometown of Glen Cove 27 years ago when I was the mayor of the city of Glen Cove. And uh, it's not a Biden problem, it's not a Trump problem. I think Trump made it worse, but I mean, it's been going on for a long, long time. And we need to figure out how to get Democrats and Republicans to actually work together. This is a bipartisan trip that I'm on. Uh, and we need to figure out- Well, one of, one of, the, one of the major issues that, that we run up against here is the corporate Republicans are all for migrant workers. That's why you've got a visa program. Because corporations love fucking cheap labor. But then you've also got the virulently racist segment of the Republican Party that hates immigrants. And that's that's why their party can't fucking do anything. All they can do is fear monger because they can't actually put forward solutions because the people that pay for them 
don't want the solution that the people that vote for them want. Which is to kick everybody out. Or fuck them all in the ass until they die, like Garrison did. (laughs) House Republicans display Kamala Harris milk carton at news conference. Missing at the border. These fucks are just, they've got nothing. They've got nothing. House Republicans slammed Vice President Kamala Harris's failure to visit the southern border since being tapped to play a key role in the migrant crisis, putting her face on a milk carton to demonstrate that she's been missing. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise stressed the need for Harris to go to the border to observe for herself the consequences of the Biden administration's policies. What, so she so she can get a guided tour from Louis Gohmert so he can show her garbage bag hanging from a tree? Is, <laughs> oh, these fuckers! Oh, I wish they could feel shame. If she's the vice president of the United States and the president put her in charge of this, Vice President Harris needs to go down to the border and see this for herself, Glee said during a Wednesday news conference, which I spared you guys of having to watch. I just wanted to show you the dumb fuck milk carton. Harris announced Wednesday that she will visit Mexico and Guatemala. The vice president was asked Wednesday by reporters at a Northern Triangle Security Roundtable about whether she would visit the border itself, and she did not answer. She told the press pool that her job is to focus on the root causes of the migration problem. And if you're listening to the podcast version, you're wondering why that was framed weird. We were reading a Fox News article. But you know, as... uh. As the Democratic reps brought up, the border is kind of a Trump thing, you know. He made it a hell of a lot worse. Uh, have you guys, uh, you guys, been wondering what old Trumpy boy has been up to? Because I have. Apparently, he's having a feud All with right, Mitch McConnell. Former President Trump ripping into the Senate's top Republican, Trump. Allegedly blasted cinnamon oil. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was being facetious. Him a dumb son of a bee and a stone cold loser. Trump made the harsh comments off the cuff while speaking to RNC donors at his Mar-a-Lago resort over the weekend. Joining us now to discuss is Jason. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just let that sink in here. Trump called the man who is ostensibly the head of the Republican Party right now. Called him a, a son of a bitch. Loser. Trump made and the a loser. Off the cuff while speaking to... Our- remember, 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 remember. One of these men won re-election and the other didn't. And the one that didn't win re-election is calling the other one a loser. You can't make this shit up. These people have zero fucking self-awareness. Seriously. Well, you can't... You get... Well, on the one hand, you can't trust Trump, but I don't think McConnell ever trusted Trump. McConnell is a smart man. There is a lot of things I will say about McConnell, and that's one of the reasons why I believe he's pure fucking evil is that he's a smart man. He ain't goddamn stupid, and he knew how to play Trump like a fucking fiddle. 
And, like, and I, that's probably the reason why Trump is upset about it is because McConnell played him like a fiddle. McConnell got everything he wanted out of Trump. And all, like he kissed his ass a little, but man, he was pretty strategic about that ass kissing. He really didn't bow down to Trump. And uh, he, uh, he really laid it to him when he got the chance. At his Mar-a-Lago resort over the weekend. Joining us now to discuss is Jason Miller, senior advisor to former President Donald Trump. He joins us live now. Jason, good to see you. So we weren't able to watch, obviously, this... Now, I wanted to watch this from Newsmax's pr- perspective to see what they think about it. You actually heard um, the, the president's speech. Tell me about that and, and, and these, um, these statements made towards uh, Mitch McConnell. Well, Sean, good morning, and thanks for having me on. Uh, yes, I Good morning! On Saturday evening, of course, we always record all the speeches that President Trump gives, and then they send it to me to listen if I'm not there in the room. But uh, this is the reason why folks love President Trump, because they know that he's going to speak his mind. Hey, they might not always agree, or they might sometimes wish the language was slightly different, but they know that President Trump is going to say what he's thinking, whether it's in the Oval <laughs> Office or if it's in a ballroom with big donors. <laughs> That's the problem. He's always going to say, what he's thinking he's always thinking the dumbest shit he's not a smart man not like we're getting some brilliant insight what man woman person camera i was really the center of the republican universe in palm beach as far as um, you know the comments made and i think you make an excellent point there he we have known him as president trump and he has spoke his mind uh in a, and that is you've known him as the dumb fuck why his base loves him so much uh they know his every thought um and he he's not you know shy away from speaking his mind against other republicans how was that message received at mar-a-lago or do you know I do. In fact, folks really liked it. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that President Trump reoriented the Republican Party that had really been split into two parts for most of the last couple of decades. You had the Beltway elites who were pushing things like open borders and terrible trade deals. I, Jason Miller looks exactly like one of my testicles. Like that's the exact hair pattern on my left testicle right there. Uh, overseas involvements and number of different wars. But then you had the conservative grassroots around the country that very much wanted a America first, wanted more of a populist message to be driven. That's what President Trump... They wanted fascism. There's been this disconnect between the Beltway elites and the conservatives around the country. Now, when we look at... For example, in Georgia, for these two Senate races that came up in January, again, this is another example of the Beltway elites, uh, specifically with Senator McConnell, being disconnected from folks and the message they want to hear. Folks in Georgia heard Republicans saying, we'll give you a $600 stimulus check, and Democrats were saying, we'll give you a $2,000 stimulus check. Well, it doesn't take Stu Rothenberg or Charlie Cook or Larry Sabato to know that voters are going to go with the higher amount. And so that stupid move, there's really no... That's all there was to it. What's up, Media Wedge? Other way to say it, I'll let President Trump go a little bit stronger in his terms, and I will uh, here on a family program like Newsmax. But that literally on a family program like Newsmax. Oh my God! You actually showed up for the fun part, Wedge. We, it's been a heavy, heavy fucking show. And we blew the Senate majority. And so President Trump, again... I'm sorry. He's 
not wrong in his comments. It was pretty poor political strategy earlier this year. Stupid restream, boy. From hearing from uh, former President Trump uh, over the weekend there and hearing what he said, uh, how, how strong is his support for the conservative party, specifically moving towards midterms? Well, President Trump, a big part of his speech. In fact, you know what, Sean? I think we're going to go ahead and put out the audio from most of the speech. Please. So folks can hear it for themselves. President Trump made very clear we want to win back the House. He looks like one of my testicles, doesn't he? We want to win back the Senate. In 2022, a bunch of these governors... I put Trump in charge. Get McConnell out of the out of the whole... ...majority in both houses. Then President Trump... Getting people re-elected business. Put Trump in charge of it. I'm down with it. it. His endorsement means a heck of a lot. That's why everyone's going to Mar-a-Lago to try to get it right now. All right, interesting, interesting times there. Jason Miller joining us live. Jason, we appreciate your time. Good to see you here on this Monday. Yeah, Jason, we appreciate your time. And McConnell has responded... Let's hear what the turtles got to say about getting called a son of a bitch by Trump. Over the weekend, the former president criticized you rather harshly. Also, uh, the NRSC gave President Trump an, an award uh, for freedom. Your reaction? I didn't even know they gave what? They gave Trump an award for freedom? They gave Trump an award for. I... But what I'm concentrating I'm... on is the future. And what we are confronted with here is a totally left wing administration. He's good. He just pivoted back to attacking Biden. 50 50 Senate trying to transform America into something no one voted for last year. No one voted. Hey, Mitch. Mitch, 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 Mitch. No one voted. No one voted. 81 million people. 81 million people. Biggest turnout in the history of the country. You talk about 50-50 Senate. The Democrats represent 40 million more people than the Republicans. Tell me nobody voted. Nobody voted for your dumb ass. To transform America into something totally different. Yeah, yeah. Trump Trump gave Limbaugh the, the Medal of Freedom. That's even worse. In the House, they want to try to fundamentally change America into something it's never been. And so... A democracy! Yes! Yes! A democracy where everyone is equal under the law. Yes! That's what we want. And that is something that this country has never been. You are correct, Mitch McConnell. Can I get an amen? Me and Mitch riding into White Boy Summer. Take a master. Are Republicans planning to support the motion to proceed on the anti AAPI hate bill tomorrow? And if so, what amendments are you hoping to Yeah, I, I can tell you is a. Yeah, we're not, we're not even going to get any kind of response towards Trump. This discrimination against Asian Americans is a real problem. Now, he, he does indeed believe that, especially the discrimination against his Asian American wife and the investigations into her dirty dealings. 
I'm hoping we can work out an agreement to get on the bill in a normal way, uh, have some amendments, and move to final passage. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna we're going to wrap it up tonight with Mayo Pete. You guys remember Mayo Pete? He's the current transportation secretary. <laughs> he wants it. He wants the Senate to function now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the other day I was having an argument with a dumb fuck right winger, and he said we. You guys claim everything is racist. Fucking like, even roads are racist now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, yeah. Uh, Mayo Pete. I mean, she didn't call him Mayo Pete. I'm calling him Mayo Pete. She said, Mayo Pete said that roads are racist. And I'm like, he didn't say that. And as I'm going to Google what the actual quote is, because that's what you should do on the internet when people tell you something, is you should go Google it and find out yourself. As I'm going to Google and find out exactly what he said, because I know, like, I'm assuming she's taking something out of context. As I'm Googling it, I'm realizing exactly the issues with our road systems that are coming to my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet he's talking about that. And I wasn't wrong, and I actually learned even more about the structural racism built into our society. During an interview with the GRIO, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg pointed out America's structural racism and how its ubiquitous presence has affected even our roads. There is racism physically built into some of our highways. Shortly thereafter, the conservative organization Young Americans Foundation sent out a tweet attempting to mock Buttigieg for his comments. Yes, this is, this is YAF saying this is not parody. There is racism physically built into some of our highways. And they shared it out thinking they were smart. YAF must not have done their we, uh, research before tweeting. However, many Twitter users were quick to point out Buttigieg was absolutely correct in his comments. Uh, This tweet responding back says, Have you tried reading literally any book on the subject? Oh, and here's one showing a map of white men's roads through black men's homes. And that was the thing that a lot of uh, interstate highways around cities are built through uh, lower uh, economic status areas displacing Oh, I love this word. I'm begging you to read one book that isn't Harry Potter. Fucking even the Libertarian Party is coming out and dunking on him and says Google redlining. Fucking Rawiers morons. For a bunch of people who love to bleat about America, you sure don't know its history. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the government using highways to demolish black neighborhoods isn't funny, so you're correct. It isn't. That's what they were saying in in response to YAF calling it a parody. And yes, uh, Bill Stewart here on Twitter brings up urban renewal, a phrase that also meant black people's housing removal. When I-95 went by my suburban neighborhood, it mostly took out farmland. In the nearby city, it was mostly black people's houses and businesses. 
Yep. I love this person tweeted out, we are utterly ignorant of well-documented historical facts. Quote, YAF. So yeah, usually I do not defend Mayo Pete. I'm not a big fan of his at all. But on this one, he was correct. And I will always take the opportunity to point out how fucking stupid right-wingers are. All right, that is going to do it for me tonight. If you are watching on Twitch right now, I'm going to send you over to Echoplex. I'm going to come in and watch uh, It's the Intellectual Dollar Tree tonight. I fucking love it. I don't even know who they're picking on, but it's going to be fun. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.